Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to another Coffee Break podcast. We're well into the holiday season in the UK. And elsewhere in the world, if my Facebook feed is any barometer, most of my friends and colleagues in the UAE have headed to Greece for some R&R. It just shows how hot it is in the UAE when they head to Greece for some cooler temperatures. Here in the UK, our hate wave has ended with rain, rain and more rain. It wouldn't be the UK if it ended any other way, would it? I'm also enjoying the four-year cycle, or in this case, five, of getting interested in sports I really didn't know existed until they pop up at the Olympics. Sports like Taekwondo for which the Olympics are the pinnacle and probably the only chance for most people to see them. As always, I believe there are some links to recruitment in this. The idea that the big companies get the majority of the press, awards and the recognition. The old idea that you never get fired for buying IBM still pervades in many HR and procurement departments who would much rather stick to the big companies with their brand and recognition and their often really poor customer service over the smaller agencies with their focus and drive. But just like in the Olympics, those smaller companies will get the chance to shine occasionally. And when they do, the key is to blow it out of the water. Going back to Taekwondo, they saw a huge increase in people taking part after Jade Jones won her gold back in London 2012. Back then, she was the only person at the top levels from the UK Taekwondo team. Then in Rio, there were a few more, including Jade herself. And this year, even though Jade was unsuccessful in her bid, the work she started in 2012 showed its true results in that the sport won medals, even though she didn't. Back to recruitment. If you get your chance to support these companies who tend to stick to their big suppliers, think like Jade and focus on delivering a knockout, pun intended, because you never know how much success that one win can bring and what the long-term results of that win will be. The other thing that strikes me about the Olympics is the fact that in many cases the sports people have worked for four years and more often their whole life for that one shot. They don't have the luxury of some big sports like golf, football, rugby and everything else where they have many chances to deliver. This is their one go. I can't comprehend the level of pressure on their shoulders when they start their event. This is it. This is the moment that all your hard work has been building to. Then, what happens after? What happens when the event finishes, for good or bad? There have been a number of high-profile examples of the come-downs from that singular focus. Michael Phelps being one of the biggest. The what's-next depression. I think we can learn a lot from that in recruitment leadership. I've spoken before about the idea of the infinite game in business. But in recruitment, we still too often have that finite focus on the top year or top month. And that's often tough to then follow up. When you've hit that high, you reach the top of the mountain, you feel the what next depression. 
I know. I've had it a few times in my career. For me, the obvious difference to the Olympic athlete is we don't have to wait for our next challenge, for our next battle. They'll just be around the corner. However, I do feel it's worth spending time to set goals and targets that aren't an end in themselves. The idea that rather than aim for a gold medal at a set point in time, we rather aim for something more infinite and impossible to attain. That way, we're never truly left with the what next drop. So on to topic one for this week, which surrounds an idea that I picked up from a future interview on my podcast. I reached out to them and their PA on Monday to arrange the date for our interview. When the email hit their server, I got an out-of-office note for both of them. Now this, in and of itself, is not a big thing. I often get out-of-office notes at this time of year. However, the thing that struck me was the reason for them being out of the office. Their company had given every one of their staff an extra day's leave on exactly the same day. They'd simply shut the company for a single Monday. That struck me in two ways. First was the business person in me which said, wow, they can afford to do that. And then there was a business leader in me which said, how can they not? I think this is a great thing. I think the company has, in one move, showed two amazing things. Number one, that they value their staff more than their billings. By giving the whole company the same day off, it means that no one is able to do any billing work on that day. It means that no one is tempted to drop back into work, or indeed, that they are pulled back in by well-meaning colleagues. Number two, that they recognise that staff health is important as their company's health. I'm sure that, like many in the world, the staff of the company have been working hard during the last 18 months of COVID dealing with the usual company stuff, whilst working from home, homeschooling kids, and perhaps dealing with partners who are on furlough or indeed not working. So the company took the opportunity to give the staff a day to themselves as a thank you and to help with the stresses. We can argue whether a day is enough, but I have no doubt that this is just the visible part of a wider set of solutions they're offering to their staff. These types of offerings come under the heading Employee Value Proposition, something I've been speaking to with one of my business partners this week as they're doing a lot of work with a range of recruitment companies on their Employee Value Proposition, or EVP. This day is when a top-of-the-market commission scheme would tempt someone who have gone. Indeed, can actually anyone tell me what top-of-the-market commission schemes are? In my 20 years, it seems that every agency looking for new staff has the top-of-the-market commission scheme. So by my definition, they can't all be top-of-the-market, surely. Anyway, I think it's crucial to small and medium agencies, and even starting companies that are looking to attract their staff to look at the wider EVP. It's often not looked at when you're looking to hire, but what can you offer that will attract top people and most importantly, keep them with you? The worst thing in any agency is hiring great people, building them up, and then seeing them leave to another company or perhaps to start themselves. This is even worse in small companies where the likelihood is one person leaving will leave a huge deficit in your income and profit. So when you start to think about your next hire, don't just trot out the usual lines on commission and everything else. Try to think what your full employee value proposition is and then position that as your way to bring people in and keep them. On to topic two for this week. I heard an analogy this week that I'd never heard before, but given my love of golf, it really stuck a chord with me. The analogy is that a golf ball has dimples because it flies further. Now that is a fact. If you hit a golf ball with no dimples, the little bumps on the surface, they go comparatively no distance at all. But, I hear you ask, what does this have to do with business and recruitment? Well, the point being made in the analogy was that failing is good. Having the bumps in the golf ball allows it to fly further. And those of us who make mistakes and learn from them will also fly further than those who try to make no mistakes and get no bumps in the first place. I was very honoured to be interviewed recently for a podcast for a school and college leaver programme in the Worcester area. The discussion centred around my career, how I got into recruitment and what recruitment could give to a career of school leavers. But one big topic was around the idea of mistakes and errors, because there is a view in some of the school leavers 
but the need to avoid failing. The interview pointed to the fact that many people are looking for that perfect scenario. They're unwilling or unable to take the leap unless they know the step they're going to land on is 100% secure. I've made a very successful career out of taking leaps into the unknown. I'm very firmly one of those who will take a leap and try to build a parachute on the way down. I know that this is not the ideal model of working. The idea should always be to leap with at least a decent idea that the step is solid and or that you've got the parachute that works, i.e. you try and mitigate the risk. However, I firmly believe that my way of leaping anyway is far better in the long run than those who don't leap at all. Sure, I can and did point to many, many failures over the years, but I could equally point to many, many successes. The difference is I don't let the failures define who I am. I let them guide me and teach me the way to my successes. I don't think that this issue is the preserver of the school leavers. I'm sure there are many of us who try to avoid mistakes. Don't take that leap into a new role or a new area for fear of failing. Don't strike out on their own in recruitment because we're worried about whether we'll deliver and what will that mean for our current career or family, etc. Whatever the fears are, I can tell you from personal experience, the mistake will come no matter what it is you're trying to do. They may have just as easy been mistakes that come when you're standing still in a safe, employed role that leads to you losing clients or work and perhaps your job and that these could be completely out of your control. I'm sure there are many of you out there who found themselves out of work in the last year when their agency closed the doors or perhaps just let most of the staff go. So you can see nothing in life is 100% secure. The point, therefore, is not to be afraid of making those mistakes, not to be afraid of making the leap, and definitely not to be afraid of getting the odd bump or two along the way. These things will happen. As I said in the podcast, the point is not to how to avoid mistakes. You simply can't. Sure, there are ways you can mitigate their effects, but you should never avoid them. So the key is how you react to them when you make them. If you take those mistakes and learn from them, take them and make the results you're fired to come back or to work harder, then they will be good for your career. If you make an error and then go into your shells so that you try and avoid them in future, then the mistakes will define you. Then they'll be your legacy, not your successes. So never be afraid of the bumps. They are what make you go further. That's it for another Coffee Break podcast. I hope you've had a chance to check out my recent interview with Mike Pagan, the author of the book Mental Wealth. If not, I highly recommend it. You can find it wherever you get this podcast. Also, please don't forget our sponsor, Forward. Their website is again in the description. They can offer a wide range of outsourced solutions which can really add to what you're doing in your business. I use them for a number of areas and they're proving to be a real aid in the growth of my businesses. Finally, as always, if you could like and share this podcast, I'd be most grateful. And until next week, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.